going to VAR. They're checking. <laughs> hey, Connie. Check complete. Let's head over to the bar. Yes, yes, yes. So we're back again with another episode of the VAR Bar. My name is Andrew, aka Rapping Drew. And I'm joined by C. Strizza and Jay Mace. My North London goons, how we doing? Yeah, man. Good. 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 <laughs> what sure game? Good shalom, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. But y'all, y'all Spurs fans, man, you, you're giving an inch, you take a mile, but it's all good. Let's, let's man, proceed. I'm just, I'm just making sure, bro. That's all. Yeah, man. Not a funny thing, though. Another funny thing though, it's a draw, but you're taking it like as you won, like you won five nil or son. It's it's funny though, but it's all good. <laughs> it's a draw, you know. A draw. Hella confident. Hella confident going into the game. That's what it was. And for us to anyway, we don't need to go into it now, but it's just just making sure you're good, man. Now I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, man. As you can hear, the back and forth and that, but obviously let's strip it back. Let's strip it back. Obviously, to um yeah, I, I want to strip it back to the expectations because Strizza mentioned that obviously Arsenal fans going into this game, they were extremely confident. Uh, but for me, I saw Spurs fans prior to this being very confident as well in terms of, you know, they, they, they felt like they could get something from this game. I mean, going into this game without the hindsight of knowing what the score was, Striz, what, 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 what were you thinking? Were you shook? Were you thinking this is actually a chance to... Put, put Arsenal to the sword at the Emirates for once? To be honest, like, I'm never confident going into those games because Arsenal obviously are good at home. They've obviously built things well under Arteta. And look, no one looks at Arsenal away and thinks, okay, that's a fixture I want. And obviously, we've not won there since 2010, so it's never easy. Um, but it's the most confident I've been going to a North London derby um, for a while. So, um, so obviously, for me, it's like I was confident that we put on a good a good performance better than previous seasons but wasn't confident that we'd get a result um so that's where i was at man i've been impressed with what we've seen so far obviously we've we've had some favorable fixtures and we we just about got past sheffield united the week before so i was kind of nervous going into the game but at the same time excited to see what we could do against a big team mm. and mace from the from the Gunners corner, how 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 did you feel knowing that obviously um, Spurs on the Ange new manager they're looking good they they picked up results against you know United um, they're looking better for it as well like on the pitch they're not you know they're not looking like the old old Spurs so how did you feel uh, going into this game? I think from watching how Spurs have played this season, you were expecting them to turn up, and so that was a given. Um, so, but however, we are, we as Arsenal and Arsenal as a team, we are on a different level. So the expectations are, are quite different. And we were expecting to win that game, which I would say I was expecting the team to, to do so. So, um, I was expecting a good game, a tough game, but at the end of the, the game, I expected Arsenal to win. So if you've noticed, I said, expect, expect, the expectations mm -hmm. is just higher for us at this season. So yeah, that's basically where we are in, in the two, two teams. One is expecting to win, the other is just looking forward to 
coming out with something but playing really well because they have started the, the season really well. <laughs> I don't. I'm, I'm not saying that's an app. I'm just saying as you know that's what it, exactly what what's is, going yeah. on. Mm. Is that yeah, what it is? Yeah. No. To be fair, to be fair, you're probably you're probably right. Like you're probably right because I don't think I went into that game expecting anything really. Um, but obviously, look, we deserve to win the game in the end. So I'm not. I'm not complaining. All right, so let's let's touch on that then. Let's touch on the game because me personally, I didn't watch the game in it because the Premier League done this amazing thing of putting all the big teams at the same time and putting Sheffield versus Newcastle that ended up eight nil. Anyways, um, mm. and as the prime time slot, that was stupid. But um, yeah, from your perspective, Trizer, like because from what I've gathered is that obviously Arsenal started out you know, playing well. They dominated the game for the first 30 minutes or even the first half or so. And then you guys kind of took over. Like, how, how do you see it? How, how did it go? So I see it as basically we early on tried to kind of play out from the back. Also were pressing. They were getting joy from pressing um, and they were winning the ball back. Now, they weren't exactly creating chances from it, but they were turning the ball over and they were threatening. I think Jesus had a chance uh, where Vicario made a good save and a, a big moment in the game after they did get the goal eventually. Uh, own goal, obviously, a bit unlucky, but Madison gets robbed deep in, inside our, our, our box. Jesus nicks it and he has a great chance and he, and he hits over the bar. And I think at that point, things changed. I think from that moment onwards, we started to play a little bit more direct. We weren't playing the ball kind of in our, in our defensive third. We were trying to turn the ball around the corner and and turn the defence of Arsenal because it was too easy for them. We were playing in front of it. We weren't really gaining ground. And the minute we started to do that, we were getting joy. We were getting down the sides. Son was getting involved. Kulisevsky was getting involved. And Madison was having more of an impact in the game. And I think, obviously, from that moment, we, we smelt blood. Um, we got the equaliser before half-time. And the last kind of 10, 15 minutes of the half, we were dominant. And then going into the second half, I think, obviously, they, they had no Declan Rice. Um, Havertz and Jorginho came on. Um, they get a lucky, lucky penalty. Like, for me, never a penalty. Uh, I don't know what Shalom thinks. I don't know what you think, Drew, but it's not a penalty for me. I don't see what Romero can do in that position. He's gone down. The ball's deflected off the ground and hit him in the arm. He can't do anything about it. Dodgy penalty. We obviously scored straight away off a Jorginho mistake. And then from then, we were the dominant team. We we created the chances. Um, we were the team on the up. We were the team that were actually trying to attack. I don't think was that was that target. was that at two two. You're saying that you, you that was you yeah guys, at two okay. two yeah at yeah. two two. Like they didn't have a after the penalty, they didn't have a shot on target until the eighty third minute. Damn. It was all Spurs. We were the team actually trying to go and win the game. And also Arsenal, I've never seen Arsenal be so scared at home, hanging on to yeah? actually try and play their football. They were hanging. They were hanging on. Like Damn. without us, you know, I, without I, us creating I, any clear, I agree clear with cut every... chances. Mm-hmm. they were hanging on for me. Yeah, I agree with everything you've said by the last bit because we had plenty corners. So what does that say? Was that Does that say uh, we were hanging on? I, I, will say, I will say to that, Shalom, um, when mm-hmm. we took off Madison and Son, the momentum yeah. kind of shifted a little bit again back towards you guys. We kind of settled for the draw. Um, and yeah, you yeah. did. He had a few corners, and there were a few kind of, you know, what I mean, headers like we were clearing the ball. I think Basuma won a header. Van de Ven flicked one away for another corner, and you did start to build a little yeah. bit more. But I think at that point, we kind of settled for the draw. Okay. I think we we took off our two okay. star players, and we were we were happy to take a draw away from home in a game where, let's be okay, honest, I'd... if you would have offered me a draw before the game, I would have taken it. 
Mm. Yeah, and I do agree. I just had to make it clear that we weren't just hanging on. It was a game that was basically peaks and throbs. And at one point of the second half, correctly, as you said, Spurs were at the ascendancy. But the reason why is because they controlled the game. And as you pointed out, our main control, meaning Declan Rice, went out. And so we were playing without any control. What, 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 was, your, what was your midfield at that point? Um, Havertz? So, um, Jorginho and so it was Havertz, Jorginho and Odegaard, and and Rice so was your main controller. He, <laughs> I, I think you can see you can see the way we play, even without Partey, that we control it better. And Rice is the main controller. That's correct. Mm. And he he doesn't only control, but he stops counter attacks very well. He's good at nicking the ball yeah. very well. So yes, we we miss Declan, and mm. it was clear that once he left the midfield, everything crumbled. And it kind of, I know we're going to talk a little bit more about the game, but let's just deal with the Jorginho situation. And you know what? Mikhail came out and said, yeah, um, mistakes are part of football and we have to love him. You know what? All the good positive stuff as a coach, you should say to back your players. But the way I look at it is kind of very harshly, but I'll explain. Jorginho is supposed to be an experienced player, right? So you mm -hmm. buy these players for moments like this, right? So at, for moments like this, you should use your experience to deal with that ball, but it, but you didn't. And for me, I don't. I I think that's unforgivable. Of course, we can go with the manager and forgive you and move on. But I think the only reason why I slightly forgive him because he's got credit in the bank. Because if you take it back to Newcastle away last season when Partey was in playing and we beat Newcastle 2-0 away, he played really well. That was one of the one of the games I thought Jorginho was excellent. The so Villa I'll give game. him that. The but Villa game? Um, the Villa season. game, yeah, to be fair. Yeah, to be the fair. Winner. But I think the Newcastle game, the Newcastle game, I thought Jorginho was a little bit more sharper because he knew that he physically he wasn't good and people will will basically um bully him and they will seek him to seek him out to win the ball, which what Spurs did. Because Madison was doing that a couple of times, Basuma was doing that a couple of times, Saul was doing that too to to Jorginho. But it is what it is in regards to I think at the end of the day, Spurs would take this this draw as something great and Arsenal would take this draw as a loss, basically. But I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing but that's normal though. where we play. I think Arsenal, yeah, I mean, Arsenal fans are, play... are being really... I think from a neutral point of view, I think Spurs fans are kind of over-celebrating over the draw, even though I do get it, but they're kind of over-celebrating yeah. it and Arsenal fans are kind of like trying to play down the draw at the end of the day the Emirates nowadays is a hard place to get anything really and for Spurs to come yeah. there and, and I think the reason why Spurs fans are also happy is the way they play the way they actually played at the Emirates that's I think 100%. that's I think that's the fair, main that, reason that was they didn't nick a draw that was basically. expected Mm. Yeah, that was expected. You knew Spurs were coming in with a point to prove. You knew Andrew's coming in with a point to prove. So I've got a question for you. So I've, just, got a, I've got a question go for, for you then. Are you then disappointed in Arsenal for, because it's a North London derby, because you're at home, because you still have to, because you still have to prove that you're the, 
the guys over them, even though they've improved. Are you then disappointed in yeah. how it eventually played out then, especially in the second half? I'm, I'm disappointed with how we 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 handled that game because the, the Arsenal of the past, like the games we played with, against Spurs, is that we had to prove something. So we were very efficient when we counted. If you remember two games past, when remember um, ESR, Saka, and I think it was it Aubameyang, whoever scored, we were very, very direct and we took our chances. This game, it felt like we just couldn't take the chances, especially Eddie and um, Jesus. So, <laughs> in in many ways, it's it's very frustrating because if that if we score, if Jesus scores the second goal, that game would have ended up could have ended up differently. Mm. Of course, I don't have a crystal ball, but when you're two 0 up, it means it means that your position think okay if we move. Again, to get that goal, they, we can get countered. They think different. They act different. It's a whole. It's a totally different game. So it's very frustrating from Arsenal's side. But I guess if you want to look at the positives, we haven't lost this season in mm -hmm. the Prem. So that's that's basically the positive. But in regards to Arsenal Spurs, machine for machine, we we beat them. Oh, that's it. But Donny is saying in yeah, the but, second half but, after the bro. two two, they were in the. It's mad. I'm we're talking. So, when I'm talking machine for machine, like let's, like Martinelli, etc. You know what I mean? Oh, here we go. We're talking about injuries now. Not not the injury thing. Let's strip oh, it come down. On. Yeah, let's strip it back. <laughs> let's strip it back. Andrew's been in charge okay. yeah, for two, three months. Okay, we're six games into his his tenure. Right? He is his net spend is zero. Yeah, he's not he's not spent a lot of money. Okay. Obviously, we've lost our star player in Harry Kane. He's had that to deal with. He's had a group of players that at the back end of the season were devoid of any type of confidence, direction, style of play, philosophy, any of that kind of stuff, right? Now, in comparison, you've got Arsenal who have had Arteta for, what, is this his fourth season? How yeah. much have you spent on I think Arteta? it's his third, fourth million? season. <laughs> right. So, compare the two, okay? And then you tell me which team on Sunday looked like the manager who had spent 600 million and had been there for four seasons. And that's what I'm talking well, that's, about. We that's can talk just about like, machine. That's we can just, talk about machine. That's just machine. top rubbish. And I'm explaining to you not, why it's top it's rubbish. Because when, when Arteta <laughs> came in, right? When Arteta came in, we played really good football. Even though he had dead teams, we played we played good football to win the FA did Cup. You? Once Ange wins, yes, we did. Once Ange wins an I'm FA sure Cup in his that. first season, then you can talk to me. Like listen, I said, listen, talk listen, to me listen. once. Spurs. Listen, no, listen. no, 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 no. I'm listening. I, I, I'm I categorically listening. remember. One, I categorically remember okay. when Arteta was in charge. Saka put in a tweet out saying, "You deserve better, Arsenal fans." People were calling for Arteta's yes. head. You was, you was, you were bottom yes. half of the table. 16, 15 yes. in the league, not yes. playing good football, yes. getting beat at home by dead okay. sides. So give me this, because you, you won, you won okay. the FA Cup. Yeah, well, until we turn, until we turn things play, around by beating Chelsea football. and everything turned out. But we did yeah, play yeah, well, good, great football. When, we, not, not great. Okay, I, I, will, I will reverse back. Not great football, but we played good football to win us a trophy. Spurs, where's your trophy? Should, should I wait listen, to the end of the listen, season? Listen, listen. <laughs> I'm listening. I, I'm listening. My Everybody that knows me, knows my thoughts and my stance on Tottenham and the lack of silverware. Now, the most important okay. thing for me this season, obviously, for me, and I said it from day one, is no expectation. I want to enjoy watching my team play football again. And so far this season, I'm okay. doing it. Now, in terms of a trophy, and Anne said it himself, winning a trophy doesn't define a football club, okay? His job 
yeah, is to bring cap. success to the team. Cap. No, no. His, cap. His, his job. Up on cap, up on uh, cap. Okay. How can okay. you how can you say this? Let, 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 nah, let, 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 let him land. Let him land. Let him land. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Winning a trophy does not define a football club, okay? It's something that we want. It's something that all clubs want. It's something that all fans want, but it doesn't define us. At this moment in time, yeah, prior to the season, we had no identity. I didn't know who Tottenham were anymore. I completely fell out of love with my club. I, I didn't want to go to games. I didn't even want to talk about Tottenham. Okay. The most important mm. thing was getting that back, getting that love back, getting that passion back. And so far, that's come back. And in some ways, that's more important than a trophy. Trophies can come. I'm not expecting, obviously, to get mm. knocked out of the Carabao Cup this early is disappointing. I'm not expecting a trophy this season. I'm not even expecting a trophy mm. next season. But what I'm expecting, mo most importantly, is for him to bring the fans back together and make us enjoy watching our football club again and we are we've gone to the Emirates yeah and we have in my opinion we've bossed the game now we didn't win the game and I'm, I'm mm. every game I go into I want to win as a fan I want to win the game but you've got to be realistic moving mm. forward now yeah of course I want to win a trophy but you talk about our oh, win the FA Cup I'll tell you the FA Cup blah 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 my, my question to you was very simple on Sunday Mm -hmm. Which team, the team that had been together for the last four seasons with a manager that spent £600 million, was it Postecoglou's Tottenham or was it Arteta's Arsenal? And that's the question I had for you. That the was game, it. it wasn't about the FA games. Let me explain. Let me answer your question. As you correctly said, you, you gave a very good description of how the game went. And from my understanding of that description, you've said Arsenal did well first half. Second half, Tottenham took over. And after this, the end of the second half, Arsenal took over in terms of pressing to, you know, chances. So he showed that both teams played well, right? So why are, why are Tottenham, you've already, you just had a minuscule of success playing against Arsenal. You, you blown it out of proportion that you're this great <laughs> team. Furthermore, furthermore, you, your, your, your position, your, what, what, what Ange said, what you're saying that winning a trophy doesn't define a, 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 a football team. What, 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 what rubbish. Let me tell you right now, a, a Leicester fan right now is at home chilling, even though they're in the championship, then and they're enjoying themselves because you know what? They won the Prem and won an FA Cup. They're good. What's the difference between a Spurs fan and a Leicester fan? Tell me. If I'm a Leicester fan, I'm chilling. Spurs and not. So I'll tip my hat off. One more one more thing. I'll tip my hat off to Spurs fan. I'll tip my hat I'll tip my hat off to Spurs fan. Like like I said, if you like like I said last last what was it, last season on the pod and Spurs, I think I told you that. I said you need a you need a manager that gets you playing well. And that's what um, Spirit um, Angie's doing, and I respect that. But you can't just go from A to C without going through A to B. You guys should relax. You're playing well. Like I can, I can shake your hand and say, "Yeah, you guys." You know what? I will say this: that game, I think Spurs wins in terms of overall. If I'm a Spurs fan, I'm I'm thinking, "Yeah, I want." Like I feel better coming yeah, out Spurs of this game. Spurs fans definitely feel better than Arsenal for sure. Of course, but but now taking down, blowing, blowing down into proportion, talking about your team spent this, our team spent that. Uh, it's just come on, you It's just it's it's just silly. <laughs> the, in my the opinion, point, the point just with take, that, take it and move that, on. The reason why I mentioned that was just because, okay, I'm just trying to draw comparison to the two teams and say I'm now feeling confident with if he's given time and he's given the money 
to see exactly what he can do because there's no one that can tell me and after watching that game at the weekend if Arsenal are challenging for this league so are Tottenham simple as that mm. No, you know what? You know what? I I don't think so because let me just explain. We didn't play with our what our eleven. We didn't play with our eleven. I would like I, when I said machine for machine. Let me see a, a team with our eleven: Martinelli or even not Martinelli, Trossard, Partey, Rice, and that team, and let's see how if Spurs can control that game. My my response is that you're not controlling shit because you didn't control. <laughs> You're not controlling shit. Like, we, we lost Rice, and then you started controlling the game with Jorginho. Well done. Clap for yourself, right? You're going to win the league. Go win the league. You're not going to control I didn't shit. Say, I didn't say we're going to win the league. Can I also add? Okay, um, cool. The, the players, you, the players you just mentioned, the players you just mentioned, Trossard, mm-hmm. Martinelli, mm-hmm. Rice, Partey, all played when you played Fulham at home. And what was the result? You drew 2-2. So don't okay. give me this when all these players are playing rubbish because at the end of the day, when these players were mm. on the pitch, you didn't get the result. And let's have it right. Also, I haven't played well all season. Okay. You've not played well all season. Yeah? Against United, okay. that wasn't a 3-1 game. You nicked it 3-1 in the end, but it weren't a 3-1 game. You scraped past Everton. You got a draw with Fulham. You scraped past Palace and you scraped past Forest. So I'm not having this whole thing. So what happened to Sheffield then? You might not going, going, going off on the tangent. <laughs> if Spurs are playing great, what happened to Sheffield? How you how did you win it at the last mate, minute? If you was, if you, yeah, this team playing so so well. So mate, that's so, so if you accept that, you accept that you can accept that teams sometimes cannot play to their expectations, and which is what Arsenal are dealing with right now. It's but not that we're not, not played good, well we're just, all season. Not Okay, that's You're fine. And this season. is what the start of the season. Well, that this is the start of the season. Let's talk at the end no, of the season. No, no, is a no. <laughs> let me, let me, let me. No, I want to make one more here. point. Hold no, on. I want to make. I want to make one more point. One more point before we before go we ahead. um before we move on to the rest of the Premier League games. So obviously this game has happened. Obviously we can all agree that obviously this draw, um, you know, it it, it serves Spurs more than it serves Arsenal, Spurs. even though. Yeah, it yeah. serves more than it serves Arsenal. Um, even though both teams are still unbeaten, both teams are, I think, on the same points. I think, right? Um, but you know what? What's what Strizer said is also true that Arsenal, in in the vast majority of your game, you haven't been the Arsenal that you've been, um, that you've been, you know, last season last or at season. least in two thousand and twenty-two. And obviously, yeah. when you when you go deeper into the statistics, you can see that Arsenal are not creating the same amount of chances. They're not shooting on target the same way. Wh- where do you think the issue is? And do you think this will be rectified during the season? Are you getting worried? Where, where, where do you stand? Um, weirdly enough, I think the issue is... Hmm. Could be could be the loss of Jacker because as well as Jacker being loved and hate, he also was very good at creating um, and trying to fill that spot with Kai Havertz. It's not working. It hasn't worked so far. <laughs> Double um, Vieira, yeah, Vieira. I think given time might take up the creativity, the cr- the creativity part of the job. But physically, he is not, he is not there yet. But I think. He might get there. I'm just not sure with Vieira. So I th- for me to answer that question, we are, we are dealing with the loss of a left-sided eight and we're trying to fee- fill it with a CF or a, a, a creative player, but 
uh, not a CDM, but a creative player who isn't physically physically enough to play that role. So yes, we're dealing with it. Um, yeah. So it's for Arteta now to earn his keep and sort that out because he's gonna he's living by the sword by buying Kai Havertz. So he's gonna have to die by the sword if it doesn't work out. Um, that's that's million, my. Yeah, nah, I, I think most Arsenal fans, even I was like, where's the vision here? <laughs> and if it turns out that Kai Havertz decides, you know, turns around to be this great player to play for Arsenal as, a, as an eight, then that's, yeah, then, that may be yeah, the case. Yeah, then, then you, you give saw, Arteta credit, but if he doesn't blow, then yeah, you have to add him. Exactly. It works that way. If you saw the game against, um, was, it, was it PSV? Yeah, the, the, the Champions, Champions League game where he was playing as eight, but then shifted to become the nine, the CF. He played so well. And that gassed Arsenal fans. But they were missing the salient point that he was playing a different role. The role where he played at Chelsea. You get. So mm. that, that, that means to me that that eight, the fact we're trying to shoehorn him into an eight isn't working. So... We have an issue there, creatively wise, with just Kai Havertz. He just looks lost. And what he does to offset his inability to play that A is to, is to either run th run ahead to create the extra man or create, or he's a physical body in midfield, but it isn't helping us. So we might offset that by putting Declan Rice there, but I don't think that's where Declan wants to play. He plays better as a six, not as an eight. So yes, we have our issues, but I think if we can, if Arteta and the team can fix it, we should be fine. But you, do you know the, the interesting thing with the Prem? And I know you guys will not see it, but neither do I, but hope, I hope if we go on to beat City, everything changes. I hope you do, for us at least. Liverpool. Yeah, everything yeah. changes. So, yeah. Let me go to Spurs. So, obviously, Spurs, you're on the other side of the coin. It's it's looking rosy and up for you guys. Um, next week, you have another uh, another tough game in Liverpool. Obviously, in your own ground, you haven't beaten us in a very long... I mean, not in a very... In a long time. Let me say that. In a long time. And even in games where you've even played better than us, you still come out with zero points. So... Now you've come out with a draw at the Emirates. Um, how do you feel? How do you feel about the game next week? Obviously, like for me, yeah, um, like you say, Liverpool, we've got some sort of curse on us. I don't know what it is. Um, we miss chances there. There's always a madness, penalties, <laughs> just dodgy decisions. I don't know, man. There's, for some reason, I remember the game last season, the 2-2 draw. The two -two. Like, it was a mad yeah. game. Um, missed so many chances. I don't know. I'm I'm confident because I think the game against United, for example, at home, the game against Arsenal yesterday, the game, even Sheffield United to a certain extent, although it was a different kind of game, gives me confidence. One mm -hmm. thing for sure, we're going to score goals. This team scores goals. This team creates chances. So I'm not worried about that. And I think defensively, we do look a lot better. I think the way we play does create risk and Liverpool are a very good press inside. So I'm wary of that. But if you can beat that press, we've proven with Madison, Son, Kulisevsky looks back on it, we can create chances. So for me, I'm confident, man. I go into that game and I want to win. Like it's different when you go away from home. We're at home. The fans are going to be up. And I want to, I want three points, man. It's about time we've done Liverpool over. Like you said, it's been a long time since we've got three points against Liverpool. And I feel like this weekend could be the one, man. <laughs> All right, man. Yo, Drew, just want to say feel it, something How for you. How you feel it? Uh, on, Wait, oh, what on about? Spurs. I, I, I'm going, Shalom. Go on, you go first. 
I, I was going to say with regards to Spurs, the difference that will for Spurs is their is their um, bench. It's basically how good they the how good that um, yep. quality and depth mm. depth is going to be. If they're going to do something this year, they have to have a good bench, and I don't think they do. So, yeah, I think they're going to have a good season, but when it comes into the deep end of the season, in terms of next year, next it's going to be difficult for them. But let's let's wait and see. Honestly, I'm looking forward to see what they can do. But yeah. Yeah, in terms of, uh, to answer your question, Stris, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a more difficult game than usual um, against Spurs. And I'm very intrigued to see how both teams are going to set up against each other, to be honest. Um, am I confident? Yes, but that's just purely based on history. Because I think like we've played in the past Spurs, um, where Spurs have been, I can say they've been either the better team or they've had the better chances and we still ended up like winning or at least drawing somehow some way so you know history history never you can't cheat history in it and I, I feel the same way with West Ham as well whenever West Ham in a, are in a good period and whenever they buck us they lose so I feel the same way with Spurs as well and yeah man let's see man again that game I won't be able to watch it live and direct which is pissing me off but it's going to be an interesting game, man. From a Liverpool perspective, I think we've got back-to-back away games, Spurs and Brighton. If we get past those two games, you guys don't want to see me in that group chat, man. Can't lie. I'll be talking different smack. <laughs> different smack. Um, all right, let's, move let's, let's quickly go over to the rest of the games then. So, obviously, let's start Saturday, Crystal Palace. Um, Crystal Palace v Fulham ended in a 0-0 no, no, no draw. Luton v Wolves also ended in a 1-0 draw. Man City v Nottingham Forest ended in a 2-0 win for Man City. Uh, Foden and Haaland, but Man City, Rodri got a red card early in the second half and they were under it against... No I, don't know, I don't know if you guys saw it, but Nottingham Forest basically panned them the rest of the game, man. But just that lack of quality that they were missing. Uh, perhaps the most surprising result of the weekend, Brentford losing to Everton at home. 3-1, Everton, good win. Dukure was balling out of his skin. Then yeah, you had... Yeah. did well. Yeah, Everton did yeah, well to win Yeah, did. I saw that game, actually. Um, they did really well. I'm not sure why um, Brentford didn't step up, but Everton did well. And then Calvin Phillips to... Calvin DC, I was at Calvin Phillips. Yeah, yeah Calvin <laughs> Lewin to, <laughs> to finish off with a third goal. I'm, I'm glad he's back because he's a quality player. He just needs to stay fit. Yeah, and then we had a 8 p.m. game as well. Burnley v United, which ended up in a 0-1 win to United. A moment of brilliance. Bruno Fernandes, Johnny Evans with a pass. But I mean, you know, we, we've we've discussed a little bit of a little bit of Arsenal, a little bit of Spurs. But what do we make of United? Because that wasn't a good showing whatsoever. And I know I've spoken to a few United boys as well. None of them were happy with this win. None of them. I don't know who's watched this game, but... Yeah. I saw the game. Go on, Stris. Yeah, like like you say, they look miles off it. Like, in terms of a way of playing, a style of play, considering Ten Hag's been there for, what, since last season, Burnley were actually playing a much better football like from they were playing out from the back I was baffled like, bro like yeah, what's seeing Burnley play it on the floor it's like what 
Yeah, crazy. That, yeah. that little winger, I think his name was Coelho Show or something. something like he was that, causing yeah. problems Coelho on Show, the left. Yeah. He's really good. And then they swapped him to the right. Like Dallow got booked early. United were on the ropes. Like they, mm-hmm. they weren't creating nothing. It was all Burnley. And then obviously a moment of brilliance, good pass and a, a great goal from Bruno. But I just think United at the moment, yeah, they've got injuries. And I think that is something definitely that needs to be taken into consideration. Um, but they just look off it. Like there's, for me, it's literally a moment of brilliance or bust for them. Whether yeah. it comes from Rashford, whether mm. it comes from Bruno, um, they just look like they've got no confidence. And I don't know. Really, but that's been, like, that's been their story ever since like with Ten Hag, isn't it? Like it's, they they yeah. always needed one player to like step up or like a moment of brilliance. It's never like a cohesive yeah. team thing, and the whole club is a mess to be honest. But long may it live, yeah. man. From my from my my opinion, I think even like the I know it's early, and I, I I never like judging players early. But the new striker they signed for all that money, Hoyland doesn't like yeah it would yeah Hoyland it will take time mm. um obviously, but I wasn't that impressed with him either. Mm. Like his hold up play weren't really there. I don't really think he was. He was kind of linking the play either. Yeah. Um, doesn't like a doesn't wasn't looking like a threat throughout the game. Literally, I don't remember United having a chance other than the volley from from Bruno. He had. A, I don't I, remember them having a chance. Ha- I think he, he had. One he chance. had a chance when yeah. um once someone crossed it in and he should have yeah, really yeah, should have gone to that ball first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He should have been there. Yeah, but to be fair, he did play well against Arsenal and he scored um, the Champions League game against Bayern. So I guess you could. Cut him some slack. Yeah, I'm cutting him some slack. I'm not judge. I'm not gonna judge him for now. I think for he, I think he's doing okay. He's not terrible. He's doing okay for now. Um, obviously Sunday. Oh, that, oh Nana. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you wanna you wanna touch on Onana? Go on. That should be your moment. Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna. Nah, you know what? Like, I'm just gonna wait because I've I've said it from the jump. He is not that keeper you guys think he is. And mm. he's slowly showing everyone that exactly what I think he is. I don't think he's top three. He, people made the mistake thinking he comes into the league as a top three keeper. He's not. Maybe top three and playing out from the back. Yeah, <laughs> but that's about it. But not his that's bread and it. butter. Not top three in his bread and butter. Not not bread and butter. They're, they're, even, even Pope is better. And Pope isn't good. I, I don't think... Pope is top three. So that's my assessment of Ononana at the moment. Hopefully, hopefully he proves me wrong, but I'm not holding my breath. <laughs> All right, man, say less. Um, and then uh, obviously we were already discussing North London Derby. Brighton beating Bournemouth 3-1 at home. Um, big win for them. And then uh, we go to another club that is in the mud, Chelsea. They lost to Aston Villa. Um, Watkins goal that shouldn't have been a goal. I don't know how he got that in, but that's a that's 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 the keeper's mistake. But Chelsea, uh, I mean, what what's what was the stat that they've they've only have one? Uh, t- sorry, three wins in two thousand and twenty three, or is it t- three wins since Potter resigned? Which which one is it? I'm sure it's three. Our wins resident since Chelsea fan is Three wins in two. There's some mad stats going around the place, man. I'm, I'm Domino's are tweeting about how many pizzas they delivered. <laughs> I'm hearing the amount of babies that have been born since the last time they like Bruv. scored a goal. It's crazy. Like Lukaku has scored more that? goals than than uh, <laughs> Lukaku scored more goals than, than Chelsea this season, and he started playing in September. It's all mad. It's actually yeah. mad. I'm, 
Do you know what's mad though? I think the maddest thing about it is we don't even like, we're not shocked anymore. Like when I saw Chelsea lost to Villa, I didn't even like bat an eyelid. Yeah, this was, oh, okay, Chelsea lost again. Mm. Like it's almost like they're not deemed or regarded as like a top club anymore in terms mm. of, yeah, historically and things like that. But in terms of like a team that's being taken seriously this season, you're not expecting Chelsea to win. And yeah. I think that's more of a shock and that's more damning for them because I'll tell you what, after the next couple of games, they've got Fulham and Burnley and after that, they go into a horrible run. Yeah, and man. I'll be surprised mm. yeah, if if Pochettino still has a job. If, if he gets through those results, mm. right, and he, and he doesn't get any, he doesn't get maximum points, they could be in trouble. Like, Bowley might think, do you know what? I need to make a change here because people, like, I'm looking at the league table, yeah. Uh, well, that's the thing. I don't know who. But I'm looking at the league table, okay, and I'm I'm saying the only reason Chelsea aren't going to go down this season is because they got the three newly promoted teams that are just not good enough Dead. to stay up. They just they're just so yeah. bad that like they won't go down. But look, Arsenal, Brentford, Tottenham, City, Newcastle, Brighton, Man United in the next six after they play Fulham and Burnley, who by the way aren't easy games either. Like they could be by Christmas or by um, December, they could be bottom three. Facts. So, so you, yeah, you so you think so you thinking they'll lose so after the Fulham and Burnley game they can p- potentially lose all the rest of the games basically that's what you're saying yeah I think so and even Fulham and Burnley even yeah. Fulham and Burnley they're both away from home Fulham right now on Burnley they'll be thinking we can beat Chelsea why not yeah that's their karma so, man Jackson Jackson is missing for one game isn't he and also yeah. Gusto as well for three games so it's long for them games. yeah. They're in, they're on. Uh, they're not. Uh, I love to say they're in big trouble, but they're not because I think obviously they've got players coming back from injury, um, and there's just teams that are just worse than them. But yeah, but but the thing is not cohesive, man. Players are playing for themselves. <laughs> it's it's becoming all desperate yeah. when you watch them. Like it's 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 mad. Yeah. yeah, I think they made a rookie rookie error by just making a whole cell changes. They they let go of the experienced players, and you can't just do that. Because I, I, I think what they should have done is should have they should have left some experienced players to give them some cohesion, um, and then slowly get those players out. What they did is just rookie change. So that, as you can see, they don't play with cohesion. They're just not playing at all. So it's coming to bite <laughs> them in the ass really, really badly. And Robert oh, Sanchez, why? Why are you? Yeah, I'm sure they're better keepers than Robert yeah. Sanchez. But. But even like that, like, and obviously, look, taking my bias away because obviously he done amazing things at Spurs. I don't like him anymore. But Pochettino is a man that I thought would turn things around. And look, he could still do that. I think Chelsea have got to be patient with him, right? But the decisions, like, you make Reese James captain. Fair enough. The guy's always injured. Your vice captain's Ben Chilwell. You've now dropped him to play a centre back in Colwell at left back. Yeah. So now two of your more experienced players who have played in the Premier League for the last few seasons or however long. That's all pots. Yeah, and then and then yeah. Gallagher's now your captain who you wanted to get rid of, who was potentially going to leave in the summer or in, in the transfer market. He's now your captain. It, everything's just all over the place. You've got players mm. playing with no confidence. Like, it, the whole thing's all over the place. And I think, like the, like you say, Shalom, you need experience, okay? And, and in situations where you might not be playing well, you can look to, like, Thiago Silva, and that's about it. Raheem and even Sterling, here, yeah. I'm hearing a lot of Chelsea fans are saying like he's 39, yeah, 39 now. Is he past it? Do you yeah. know what I mean? So it's it's very toxic there at the moment, and it's only going to get worse. And I think, yeah, man, Pochettino, my, my first manager to get sacked was never going to be him. I thought we were going to do well there, but 
If he carries on like this, he could be out the door. He's not good, man. Keep telling you, it's not good. But yeah, I might, I might have to, I might have to put my words <laughs> on him. You know? I can't lie. I might have to. Let's see. I can't right. lie. This is more confirmation bias on your part, uh, Drew. I think it's more of the situation. You could argue he played a role, but I think it's more Todd Bowley just making wholesale changes. Yeah, and no, just no. Saying, at the moment, at the it. moment, it's definitely confirmation bias. But you have to, and and not everything is his fault. But I think like the points that Strizzer make is also a point that we can make, and that falls solely on mm. the on the manager. He's playing players out of position. He's not playing them on. That, that's that's on that's that's on his head. So if it doesn't work out, then taking Mudrick off um, when he was your best player yesterday. That's that's his fault. That's 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 no one else's fault. So that goes on his head, man. So he's part part you know responsible for this as well. So yeah, man. Let's see. Let's see what happens with Chelsea if they can pick that up. Um, then the next game, um, Liverpool West Ham was a three-one routine win for Liverpool. Um, although I must say West Ham played really really well at Anfield. Um, no camping that they usually do this time. They try to come at us. Um, again, Liverpool starting slowly, even though we we um, we opened the scoring by a Salah penalty. But it's like this season, Liverpool, we only wake up when the going gets tough. And I keep saying that this is not sustainable. This is this is not how you should play football. But on the other hand, I'm impressed by the way we can turn games around when the going gets tough. You get me? So. Um, yeah, man, I'm intrigued to see when we. I'm intrigued to see the Spurs game and if if that happens as well. If we can, if we're able to, you know, bend that scoreline as well to our favor, we'll see, man. Um, and then, yeah, the last game was Sheffield United v Newcastle, which was eight nil. Um, I didn't watch that game, but what was particularly impressive was that they have eight different goal scorers. Goal scorers, yeah, it's decent. Um, Kieran Trippier, three assists Is as that- well, right? Let's have a look. Yeah, he had three assists. Yeah, he did. He got three assists, man. Did you have him in your FBL? Please tell me you didn't. No, I had. Uh, uh, you know what? It's mad. I brought in Botman this week, and he did score. But I was. It was between Botman yeah. and Trippier, and I just went for the cheaper option. But Damn. but you yeah, still man. collected though, Botman. Yeah, Botman still collected. To be yeah. I mean, all the defenders. I mean, Burns scored. That... Botman scored. Damn. They were laughing. Is that a record in itself? A different goal scorer and a blowout. Yeah, it's a Premier League record. Yeah. The, Eight different goal scorers for that kind of scoreline. That's sick. Um, I'm not gonna lie though. I watched the game and because like it's I one of those after the, the highs of the North London derby. Just I just want to relax like, in it. You know what? Let me just <laughs> yeah, just relax a little bit. And, and it, I felt sorry for Sheffield United, especially because the week before they had such a, I say a positive performance against us. Obviously unlucky in the end not to get any points. And I thought, okay, they're at home now. Fans will be up, and it was it was a demolition job, man. Like I've never seen a team. Well, I have, but this season anyway, just get caught every time Newcastle went forward. It's like they were going to score. I don't know what was going on with them. Like defensively, just it was so easy. Like you you think these these championship teams that come up into the prem, the one thing you think they'll be they'll be kind of like dogged defensively. They they'll keep it tight. But, but they're every- all trying to play like do like play the dude like relax man just yeah. camp like you like you're supposed to why are you trying to play yeah, like and yeah I've, i don't know that that paul heckingbottom bro he might not have a job yeah. coming from the morning or i don't think you can camp man i think football has changed you need to play attractive football it doesn't work that way so yeah it's one I of those things where you just have to play it out yeah. you just have to play good then, football you gotta have a balance though like for example i like the football I've just like against United was the first time I saw Burnley play this season 
um, mm, like yeah. live, and I thought they played well. I thought the football was good, but they weren't so open. Maybe it's because United are toothless in attack. I don't know, but it I wasn't think it's like that man. It is. Before, they were gonna, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It is it because like, if you if you clock it. Uh, sorry, I'm straight. If you clock it, if um Burnley had a striker that could score, that game would have been totally different. And yeah. that's basically the skill gap between both teams. So the issue with these newly promoted teams is that there's a massive skill gap and they're trying their best just to hold on. So I, I think whoever if from this newly promoted team managed to stay up, they're going to be eating next season. It's just one of those things where it's just a, like try your luck and see if you can stay up. Because there's a massive skill gap. I honestly yeah. feel, yeah, like Luton, they they are resigned to go down and they know it as well. They just they <laughs> yeah, just facts. here to collect <laughs> collect bread and TV money. They they are not on anything, man. Um, all right, let's discuss the midweek games. Still got a bit of time. The European games. So Champions League started again. Um, uh, let, let's go with the Tuesday game. So obviously, my final they beat Celtic two 0 uh, same group, Atletico, Lazio, Drew. Uh, Newcastle made their debut, not the debut, their return in the Champions League um, at the San Siro. 0-0 game. That game was brazy because AC Milan should have won like 3-0. Hat-trick. Leal should have had a hat-trick as well, but he was moving nuts. Yeah. <laughs> um, Did you see um, Arturo Vidal's comment on that game? <laughs> yeah, he said it was the shittest game. What did he say? The shittest, shittest the shit Champions game, game ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what did you guys make of Newcastle fun. though? I actually, I missed the game, man. I was um, flying back, but oh, yeah. I did see the highlights. Yeah. I felt like Newcastle, mm, they, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> they didn't look like them, they belonged there. Let me put it that yeah. way. Yeah. yeah, to get in, to get through the group, yeah, they're going to rely on their their home form. Home if form, they can, yeah. they can nick. Yeah. Like, I think a point away in San Siro is a good result. They Great can, result they can for win them. Mm-hmm. Dortmund or something. Yeah, and then win their home games. That's what they got to be hoping for. But I agree when you say that they looked out of place, man. Like, I'm seeing Dan Burn in the Champions League. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Like it's just a mad thing. It's a mad thing. Isak Isak was having a stinker as well. It didn't look good, man. But yeah, you know. Great point. Um, and then in City's group, they beat um, Red Star Belgrade 3-1 after going get, going behind. Leipzig beat Young Boys 3-1 as well. So City v Leipzig next week should be should be a treat. Barcelona beat Royal Antwerp 5-0. Joao Felix. Hey, he's, he's making a resurgence, man. He's balling out, man, for Barca. I don't know if you guys have been following, but mm-hmm. Chelsea. Chelsea yeah. had a chance to take him back, but they didn't want him. I I've, listen. I like Jao Felix, man. I'm not gonna lie. I mm. think he's a good player. Even at, at Chelsea, when he came in, I know he he, he didn't really score in like it. That, but yeah, he's a, he's a good player, yeah. man. Yeah, he's showing out now, man. Um, and Porto beat Shakhtar Donetsk three one. Don't really care about that. Then Wednesday, um, we had Galatasaray v Copenhagen two all. Bayern Munich v United ended four three. Um, yeah, again, I didn't I didn't watch that match, but. It, it, from the highlights and from what people are saying this wasn't a 4-3 match whatsoever but this nah. is just two shit teams or two teams that are kind of past it just going blow for blow against each other yeah this is the kind of scoreline you'll end up with and then um, Arsenal back from yesteryears after six years or so um, home game against PSV Eindhoven which I thought was going to be a quite close game in terms of PSV Eindhoven will play out of their skin not in terms of quality but they'll play it out of their skin to make the to make the scoreline a bit closer but you know Arsenal show just 
utter dominance, man. It was almost a perfect performance, man. Um, I don't know how you saw it, Shalom, but <laughs> for me, from my perspective, it was Arsenal just showed immense quality. But match with PSV being extremely naive because I feel like if PSV yeah. were if if PSV played a little bit more careful, they could have. They mm. could have done something or made the scoreline a bit, a little bit more respectable. But yeah, go on. No, I, I'm not sure about scoreline. I think the the only threat to have was um, Lang, who was just tearing um, Ben White. And I, I was, I, thank I you for being honest, that matchup. That Munya, because that Munya was lying. Yeah, <laughs> I, I enjoyed that matchup, but. Uh, something tells me that Noah Lang, he can't finish. He's one of those players who's really good at dribbling and taking his man on. But when it comes to finishing, he'll probably just he's a decent finisher, disappoint you, know? you. Both feet as well. He's decent. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I just, I just, okay, fair enough. But um, I think they were tactically naive. They came to play Arsenal at the front foot. Mm-hmm. And you don't do that to a team like Arsenal because we will just pass you and just pass you up through out out of the pitch and we will score and annoyingly the 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 ruthlessness shown by this team on on Wednesday is what I wanted to happen at the North London derby so it is on one hand I'm it's I'm happy we're back at the Champions League great game for from an Arsenal perspective um to be fair six years it's been a lot and when you hear that, these are the champs, it makes you, I was happy, I can't lie. It's been a while. Um, yeah, you know, you know we're doing too it. much though. I don't know what you think, Spence, that, but no, Arsenal fans were doing bro, way it's, too, it's, yeah, bro. That, that, whoever, <laughs> I, I, I just, whoever that idiot that was crying, yeah. yeah. Nah, yeah. Not even that. No, yeah. no, 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 yeah. no. There's certain man in, in, in the VAR bar, Munyaradzi, yeah. yeah, filming his Arsenal top with the Champions League music and the Champions League badge. It's embarrassing. People, first people, first, people went yeah. to the big people men, went to work with their the Arsenal shirt on, <laughs> bro. Big yeah. men, big men with names on the back of their shirt is a no no. <laughs> yeah, that's the first thing. Yeah, so why, why for that? I'm at and you. Se- se- the second, <laughs> the little music thing. You could tell these man ain't been in Champions League for years, Drew. Like deep it, yeah. We got to the Champions League final, came out of the Champions League for three yeah. seasons, went back in before these man was even in. So let them have the little moment yeah, and let mad. them have the little bit of happiness. I'm not even hating on it too tough. <laughs> and to, but and to at, be at the fair, same time, we we're having settle our, down, man. Yeah. And to be fair, we were having our little moment, our little moment of happiness. You can't really take that that away from us it is what it is <laughs> you know what I mean I accept both sides can be correct I mean yeah. of course people do, do you know will do too much you can't police people's like behaviour you just can't yeah, do yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. just let you know people be idiots and like mm-hmm. let people be themselves Man, yeah mm-hmm. Man, are man, say, saying about oh Tottenham are hyping up a draw and all these things but you man are hyping up yeah. being in the damn competition Telling me about let people do what they I'm want. I'm pretty to sure there's a man. difference of being in the Champions League and you know, a draw. Do you Even know what I you think? You can it is, understand yeah? that. Do you know what I think yeah. it is? Yeah, but yeah. you know, like correct. Let me know if you if you understand what I'm saying, Stress. But just like objectively speaking, yeah, I think Arsenal is coupled with two things. Arsenal obviously it's been a while since Arsenal's been back in the Champions League. That's one. But two, I think like Arsenal fans, they genuinely feel like they can do something in this tournament. It's not like where they feel like they just like United, for example. United are not excited because they know it's peak for them. Not in terms of oh they won't get out of their group, but they know they're not they're not favourites to even go semi-finals or even final to win it. But I think Arsenal fans they know if like draws favour us, we have the quality to 
even go to the final like what Spurs did and even do better than what Spurs did. That's kind of how I see the ex just objectively without the ads and that. That's kind of how I see it. But I don't know if you kind of agree with what I'm saying, but maybe that's, I that's, the, think, I, I that's part of the excitement. I don't think Arsenal go anywhere in a Champions League this season. Yeah, they'll get out of the group because they got a Europa League group, but they ain't getting nowhere. Mm. I'll I'll put bread on the table right now. Arsenal ain't making it to the last four. I'll be surprised if they make it to the last eight. Damn, I think I think it's a possibility in my opinion, man. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie because if if you You're look at last year, Spurs fan to be objective. Nah, I'm just trying to see if you can see it from my point of view. Obviously, you can't. Then we move in. Shalom. I'm an object. <laughs> listen, listen. I'm an objective man. Yeah. When it comes to this pod thing, when it comes to the the football thing, I don't let bias take over. But I'm just not rating your thing. I can't lie. I'm not rating it. Like, I think Arteta thinks he's... That's fine. I think he's trying to confuse up the mm. thing from the start of the season playing Partey right back and all them thing there. And I just think, to be honest, like, it, what's going to happen is you're going to get mixed up with the Champions League, yeah, and the Prem. It's yeah. going to become messy. And I think it's going to affect you in, in both competitions because you're going to want to push for the Prem because everyone's expecting you to challenge and you to, to be the closest mm. to City, even though I think it'll be Liverpool. And... Yeah, you're gonna to want to have a go in the Champions League as well, and I think there comes a point where you got yeah. you got to pick one or the other. So that's why I think you're gonna struggle. But don't great teams, you know don't what? great teams do both. They're like, not a like, great a, team. like a Liverpool, a, like a City. My, you know my, you know, sorry, my biggest issue with Arsenal, okay, and this is not me coming from a, a place of hatred or bias or anything like that. They've had one good season. I'm not saying the they're a great team, but, that, but that's how they that's how they see their team. I'm not I'm no, not no, saying 100. that they're great. No, that's how they, they see no, their no, team. They, that's yeah. yeah, they see themselves. They see themselves as this amazing team because they've had one good season. Yeah, in the last however long, and for some reason now, everyone thinks Arsenal are the best thing since sliced bread. Newsflash: They ain't been in the Champions League for, for the last six years. Last season was the first division in the top four. They've been below Spurs for how many years? Below United, below Chuck, below all these teams that have been struggling. Yeah, also I've been below them. They've had one good season, and people think they're going to do this and do that. They're not. They're not as good as people think. I'm telling you, they're not. Okay, Shalom, hold on, hold on. Before you go, before you go, Shalom, hold on. Um, what with what I said then, <laughs> I'm gonna ask you: Do you see where I'm coming from? And is that kind of the case in terms of your excitement, where you feel like you can go all the way and do something? Does that add to the excitement as well? You know what? Um, from an Arsenal fan, from my perspective, I'm just glad we're back at the Champions League because I can't lie, I was hating from outside the club <laughs> playing the Euro Europa League. It feels, it, it, it hits different. It feels different when you play at playing the Champions League. I think that's just Definitely. bottom line. Um, um, yes, can we can we go on and do better? I think we have the team to do too. So Streza does, does make a good, interesting point in regards being stretched to thing. And he could be right. He also couldn't be, could be wrong because hopefully you could, if we have a good, strong, healthy team, we have squad depth to, you know, do well, especially if we go through the, through the group stage, hit um, the January transfer window, improve, we could do well. Everything is, mm -hmm. it's basically, it's, it's on the balance of how Arsenal could play well. Um, I think if, if one thing I would have to give Arteta in regards to his team is that every year is always, he shows up, so shows us that a team can do better. So progressively, we have got, gotten better as a team. What he needs to do now, and 
if I'm sure Stresa would probably agree, is to now win something, do something with this team. And that is the biggest question mark. And can he do it in this in the Champions League? Yes, if the uh, the draws fall our way, we can I, I yeah. believe we can do something. Um it's all about that. But Equally, if the draw falls our way, we can also flop it. <laughs> mm-hmm. it it's also Arsenal's as well. So, um, yes, I. So at the I moment, at the moment, you, you're just you happy think? to be here with no expectations. You just want to do what you want to do. You're in the Champions League. That's what. I that's think what the ex- matters. The expectations is get out of the, the group stage, and then I think it just it does depend on the draw. But mm. uh, but in regards to the squad we have. We have a squad to challenge anyone. That's my position. It's just how... Squad or in terms of like a best 11? Like an 11 v 11? Or you think a whole squad? Like best 11. Okay. Best 11. But squad, not another to like, okay, cool. Say 20 minutes. Can you go in there and do something? Can you chuck in there Smith Rowe to do something? Yeah, I think we can do that. So what? Jace is a slopper. You chuck in Eddie and Kete who do something against Real. Do you think... I think you, you know that. what chucking ha- chucking Kai Havertz to do at least he only does something in Champions League maybe he might come <laughs> good there relax, <laughs> you get what I mean <laughs> I think I think I mean, Arsenal, I think, Arsenal I think what you said is interesting I think I think like if you can keep like your main Donny's fit and if it's like let's do 11 v strongest 11 v strongest 11 for sure you I, I agree with you 100 yeah. percent but it gets secky when injuries are there or when the going gets tough you look at your bench I don't think you have what 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 Tabo says a city bench. I don't think you have that by any stretch of the imagination. So yeah, that might that might that might be tough for you guys. But also, I... Jesus has this this uncanny um, performance in the Champions League. So I guess it could work in our favor. You just don't know. I think. F- objectively, we got a good squad. So it's just how that squad is utilized and how we play on the day. Calm. All right, so um, Real Madrid um, struggled against Union Berlin, but they managed to win very last minute. Napoli in the same group beat Braga as well. Um, FC Salzburg beat Benfica away. Great away win for them. And Inter Milan drew against Real Sociedad. Um, Obviously, Liverpool, Brighton and what other team? Liverpool, Liverpool, Brighton are in the Europa League. And Aston Villa is in the Conference League. I think Aston Villa and Brighton lost Liverpool. West Ham as well, sorry. West Ham are also in the Europa League. What did West Ham do? Did they win? Yeah, they won. They won at home, 3 1. Yeah. Brighton lost 3 2, which was very surprising. AK Athens played really well. Um, And Liverpool won 3 1 away at Lask. But yeah, Europa League. (laughs) Lask, Lask. It doesn't matter until until February. But yeah, man, uh, we're at the end of this episode. Guys, I've enjoyed this very much. I'll probably, we'll, we'll call this part North, North London Derby Pod <laughs> or North London Derby Pod too, because you guys have been going blow for blow, man. Um, any, any shots? No, call it, call it tro- trophies don't define a club, man. That's, that's, that's the name of I never, the by pod. the way, I never okay. said that. Oh, run, rerun the tape back, yeah, and see if I said that. Please. Call it I trophies do that. not define a club. I God never, damn. I never said that. I've heard everything. I've literally, I just want to say quickly, I was quoting Postacoglu and what he said about Tottenham's need to win a trophy. I know, I know, I know, I know what interview that. you're referring to. I know what you yeah. said. Yeah, and yeah. He was, yeah, and he was basically saying that like a club shouldn't become fixated on winning a trophy. It's not the be all and end all. It doesn't define a club. And I agree with that. I think <laughs> nah, but he nah, but he said he said any trophy. I think I think what he meant was like it shouldn't be defined by just winning a Carabao yeah. or an FA Cup, but you should create a football team that plays that. well. 
to cool. win yeah. the leagues and the Champions Leagues. That's basically what you said. Oh, yeah, and what I, defines and, a club yeah. is it's profit and loss balances. That's what defines a club. <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe Daniel Levy's club. Yeah. Yeah, that, hey, that's any exactly shots? What any shots? Yeah, I got a couple. Yeah, I got a couple. <laughs> yeah I'll on, take Chris. one. I'll take one. <laughs> cool, man. So first thing first, I wanna I wanna shout out my captain. Yeah, the greatest Asian player of all time, <laughs> Son Hyung Min. Obviously, bagged his 150th goal for the club, um, and you know to score two goals in the North London derby, um, and really kind of take over from a man that has always scored in North London derbies and Harry Kane and step up in the biggest game of the season like he's been honestly a revelation man especially off the back of last season he was off, he was off form I think a big part of that was an injury that he had the the managers things like that but we're seeing the best of Son now again five goals this season and his leadership and, and things like that um, yeah man shout out Son and secondly I can shout out the whole team but I, I want to shout out this one player as well because the the difference he's made since coming in, James Madison, honestly, like people tell me that when we signed him, no one was really excited. And I said he'll be he'll be the sign of the season. And so far, I look good on what I've said. He's coming, he's fitting perfectly. He made Odegaard look like I don't know yesterday, just no a nobody really like lost the game. Yeah, man. Um so yeah, James Madison and Hyung Bin Son, man, the uh, shots are for those two. Calm. Shalom. Yeah, my first shot goes to Saka. Great goal, and great penalty. He played well. Um, I'll keep it that brief. My second goes to Vinay, who is Arsenal's, I believe, director. Um, he's leaving the club. Um, I just want to say thank you for what you've done for the club since you started. You've made us into a, a respectable club now. So I wish you good luck. This is throwing up. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, thank you for listening to this episode, guys. My name is Andrew, aka Rapping Drew, joined by C Striz and J Mace. We are the VBP boys, and we out. Peace. <laughs>